1: Rioting and mass looting broke out across Philadelphia last week after murder charges were dismissed in the case of a white police officer who shot an armed Hispanic suspect during a routine traffic stop. The incident was ruled as a justified shooting after body cam footage showed the suspect, Eddie Irizarry, producing a weapon and pointing it at officers during the traffic stop. The weapon in question turned out to be a knife. A swarm of criminals used the dismissal as a pretext to smash and loot Apple, Foot Locker, and Lululemon stores along with many other businesses during the two nights of unrest. A social media influencer known as Meatball livestreamed the riots on Instagram as she encouraged looters to steal iPhones in the name of racial justice. While over 50 arrests were made during the Philadelphia Crime Spree, most looters will face few, if any, consequences for their actions. This kind of violence and theft has become a regular feature of life in American cities, and major retailers are responding by closing stores and fleeing to safer areas. Municipal governments are increasingly unable to maintain order due to highly racialized politics, and this failure will bring about the end of our high-trust society. Civilization is a funny thing. When social cooperation is high and everything is working properly, the people of a nation barely take notice. But when the interdependent structures that allow for seamless operations start to fall apart, it suddenly becomes clear what was taken for granted. In a high-trust society, valuable items can sit openly on store shelves because shoppers can be expected to retrieve the item and pay for it at the counter. Shopping carts can be left outside a storefront because customers can be trusted to return them instead of leaving them strewn through the parking lot or stealing the carts at the first opportunity. Public transit can make movement throughout the city effortless because citizens can be trusted to keep the cars clean, stand in orderly lines, and not hop the turnstile for a free ride. A high-trust society can operate with remarkable efficiency because the population enforces the rules on themselves. No ugly and intrusive security measures are needed, no superfluous and silly safety devices are required because the common social custom and expectation of the people create a guard against delinquent behavior that is far more effective than any draconian top-down enforcement.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
1: When the social norms that allow for day-to-day cooperation break down, life becomes inconvenient in little ways at first. But if the slide is not arrested, eventually the entire system falls apart. Stores begin by placing small anti-theft tags on items that are frequently stolen. That as shoplifting escalates those items are placed in cases that must be manually unlocked by employees. Videos now frequently appear on social media displaying stores in major cities where almost every single item, even inexpensive products like mustard and toothpaste, must be held in a locked case due to the extreme amount of shoplifting. Some grocery stores in San Francisco, where shoplifting has been de facto legalized, have resorted to running large iron chains through the doors of their freezers to stop homeless drug users from emptying them. Of course, none of these cumbersome security features really stop large-scale theft when rioting and looting occur. Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa, as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to fall. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar weakens, and that's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax sheltered IRA. Text ORIN to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. With thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Text ORIN to 989898 to claim your free info kit now. The impact on the local population in these areas is obvious. In addition to the physical danger, shopping in these areas becomes increasingly inconvenient and time consuming as employees must unlock each item the customer intends to purchase. The employee and the customer begin to ask themselves if they're suckers for putting in a hard day's work and abiding by the law, why criminals routinely steal whatever they can, with little consequence. Eventually, major companies realize there's simply no way to operate at a profit or provide a safe environment for their customers and staff, and they shut down operations. In recent months, CVS, one of the chain's hardest hit by the increase in crime, has announced plans to close over 900 stores by 2024 as part of a strategy to curtail losses due to shoplifting. Its rival Walgreens plans to close 150 stores and Target has announced that it will close several stores in major American cities due to violence and theft. One of the left's favorite talking points is the food deserts created by the flight of major retailers from these dangerous and unprofitable areas. When the major businesses leave, only smaller discount stores filled with junk food, alcohol, and cigarettes are willing to take the risk of servicing the community. Progressives love to blame this phenomenon on racism or capitalist greed, but the truth is that this situation was manufactured through the policies of the very same political actors who complain about the inevitable consequences of their own policies. Crime is a part of the human condition. It will always be with us to some degree, but reliable solutions for reducing its severity are well known. When small violations of the law are allowed to go unpunished, criminals are emboldened, and they escalate their behavior. Average people who would naturally abide by the law see criminals prosper without consequence and realize that it's foolish to follow the rules. Broken windows policing was not some new revolution in law enforcement, it's the rediscovery of one of the most basic truths of human organization. A population will mostly self-regulate if order is the norm, but the more that delinquency is excused or rewarded, the faster things will spiral out of control. At a cookout a few months ago, I heard a story from a local police officer that I have now seen play out over and over again in American cities. The young cops said that after the BLM riots of 2020, the order came down to basically avoid interaction with minority communities at all costs. Even the most routine traffic stop in one of these neighborhoods could escalate unexpectedly and with the incredible bias of the press and the viral nature of social media an officer could have his career ended in the blink of an eye better to avoid possible lawsuits and violent riots by simply ignoring the call when it came over the radio again law-abiding people in these neighborhoods suffer the direct consequences as they are the most likely victims of these unpoliced crimes but unfortunately narratives of racial victimhood have reliably proven more powerful than the observable deterioration in these communities. This lack of will to prevent crime is not simply due to racial tensions. Retailers often have a general policy of not stopping or prosecuting shoplifters because the lawsuits and bad press that result if something goes wrong is more costly than the stolen merchandise. In many cases, progressive communities believe that they are actually saving the less fortunate by removing criminal penalties. In San Francisco, shoplifting is not technically legal, but any theft under $950 has been downgraded to a level of misdemeanor so insignificant that it does not automatically trigger a police investigation. This means that drug addicts can walk in, steal just under $1,000 of merchandise to fund their habit and walk out without worrying about being apprehended. The solution that many corporations have seized on is having an entirely online delivery model to service neighborhoods that have become too dangerous for physical retailers. This sounds promising at first, shoplifters and looters can't take products off their shelves if there's no shells, but few have thought this through. If a neighborhood has become so dangerous that a grocery store can't safely operate, then why would delivery trucks full of valuable merchandise be allowed to traverse the same streets unmolested? The problem has not been solved. We're simply creating the 2023 equivalent of Wild West train robberies. The refusal to police crime has a terrible impact on communities, but its worst aspect is the generational damage that it causes. Children grow up with metal detectors in their schools, bars on every window, and every item at the store locked behind glass. This has a deep impact and changes the social expectations of an entire generation. High-trust societies crumble and fall away as the shared commitment to community operation is replaced with a steal-it-before-someone-else-burns-it-down ethic. As long as law enforcement, community leaders, and corporations are more worried about performative social justice than the safety and prosperity of the people they serve, there'll be no end to the looting. A society that can't find the will to protect itself from crime inevitably slides into third world conditions. Thanks for watching, guys. If you enjoyed this video, go ahead and click like. And if you haven't subscribed yet, now is a great time to do so. If you'd like to go ahead and get these broadcasts as podcasts, make sure that you subscribe to The oren McIntyre Show on your favorite podcast platform. And when you do, leave a rating or a review. It really helps with the algorithm magic. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter or Substack or Gab, if you'd like to get these videos on Rumble or Odyssey, the links to do all of that are down below in the description. And of course, you can watch all of these videos and read all of my columns over at The Blaze. Thanks for watching, guys, and as always, I'll talk to you next time.